What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. Most of us drive the highways on a regular basis, and as we do so, we see many things. Sadly, we see litter because people still can't wait to throw their trash away in the trash can. Instead, they just open the window and chuck it out. I've seen furniture that's been dropped off the back of a truck when people are in the midst of a move, and they just leave it on the roadway. I get a lot of calls about ladders in the middle of the highway, believe it or not, because the last guy that used it at their job site didn't secure it well enough and it ends up in the middle of the roadway and we or the highway patrol will go out and remove it from the lane of traffic. We also see roadside memorials to honor the people who've died on the highways as a result of some type of traffic crash. Sometimes we see people walking along the highway either because they're homeless and hitchhiking to get to the next town or as far as they can get. Other times we might see people who have broken down and they're just trying to get to the gas station to get help or or whatever. There are many reasons you might see someone walking along the roadway. Now I'm going to warn you, this episode is gory and gruesome and seriously not for the faint of heart. I'm going to tell you about a few accidents that have happened on the highway that runs through my city. All of them are horrific for the victim, all the people involved, for the dispatchers taking the calls, and for the officers and first responders handling the scene. The call begins. I remember the first call that I took in reference to someone trying to walk across the highway. The unfortunate thing is I knew who this guy was. He went to high school with me, and he had been involved in a traffic accident many, many years ago, and it left him disabled. While he was welcome to stay at home with his parents, he chose to be homeless. He he didn't like being at home. He would go back every so often to see them, of course, but he preferred to stay out on the road and wander around. So there was one night that he decided he was going to go from one side of the highway to the other. Now he could have gone under the highway because there was an underpass there. He could have walked down to the overpasses and gone that way, but he chose to walk across the lanes of traffic. Not the first time he had done it. I had heard stories that they'd seen him having just passed across the highway. This one particular night, though, it was dark. It had been rainy. And as he was running across the highway, he did it at the exact same time a semi-truck was coming. And it hit him. He was dead on impact. I told you this was going to be horrific. There's another call that happened a few years into me working as a dispatcher. So this was, you know, a good 15, 20 years ago. It didn't actually happen in my city. 
this happened in the county just to the east of us. And it was closer to the city of St. Louis. And if anybody's from this area or knows this area, or heck, if you're from a large city, you know you've got clover leaves where the highways veer off and go onto another roadway or another highway. Well, this person decided, cognitively decided, that they were going to kill themselves. So the way they chose to do that was to go to one of those clover leaves that it was so crazy intertwined. It wasn't just a clover leaf, but it was kind of like a clover leaf within a clover leaf. So now that I've got you completely confused, stay with me. This person went to the highest point that they could on the roadway and they chose to jump. They knew that they would die regardless because it was such a height that they would die if they hit the ground, but they would also die if a car hit them. And that's exactly what happened. They jumped just as they hit, a car hit them. So the fortunate thing is that they didn't land on top of somebody's car. But still, can you imagine being that driver and a body just falls from the sky? Gotta be traumatic. And like I said in the beginning, this is not for the faint of heart. These things happen. And you need to be very well aware of your surroundings at all time. As much as I ask my listeners to be situationally aware and to be observant as to what's around you. In this second case, there was nothing that driver could have done. Let's just take a minute and think about that. It's bad enough to think about somebody wanting to take their own life, but what about the people who are impacted by their actions? Can you imagine how that truck driver felt when he hit that first guy? He didn't go to work that night expecting to kill someone. The guy ran right out in front of his truck. There was nothing the driver could do. And then the second driver, literally a body, came out of the clear blue sky, landed right in front of him. There was nothing he could do. I can't imagine how either one of those drivers felt. I pray I never have to imagine that. But just take a moment to think about what those drivers went through. While you think about that, I'm going to take a short break. And when we come back, I have a couple more stories to tell you that happened within the last few years. And this will give you the opportunity to hear from my sponsors and see how they can help you. Then we will meet back where we left off with some more scary and gruesome stories. I am Lisa, and you are being digitally dispatched. The one question each podcaster should be asking themselves is, why am I still editing my own podcast? Mike Wilkerson from the Two Guys Talking Podcast here. I've podcasted and edited for over a decade, and I know what an hour and a half podcast turns into when you get in front of the editing stack. Let me tell you, it's not an hour and a half. It's closer to probably double that time. Are you ready to hand off the time you're wasting editing your own podcast? Looking for a cost-effective solution that doesn't break the bank but gives you super experienced quality podcasting back to you in a short period of time? Be sure to check out The Editor Core. Make your podcast soar with The Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Do you like what you're hearing during the Digitally Dispatched podcast? Let's have a conversation about how you can help us grow. 
visit my website at digitallydispatched.com and let's find a way to get your organization, business, or effort to benefit from my focused and engaged audience. Let me help you grow your digital footprint and foster educational content on the internet. Open a channel now at digitallydispatched.com. That's digitallydispatched.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Hey, this is Lisa at Ditchly Dispatched. I'm back from break and I'm ready to tell you some more stories. The call continues. The first story is a short one, but really gruesome. It happened right about the rush hour time frame. It was just as rush hour was starting to build up. Traffic was still flowing pretty smoothly. Hadn't backed up just yet. And a woman decided she was going to run across the highway. As she did, she stumbled. And when she stumbled and her head went down, a car hit it. Her head exploded. That's the impact a vehicle will have on the body. Please don't try and walk across a busy highway ever. Don't take that gamble because one errant step could be your last. The last story I'm going to tell you came from a young lady who called into my 911 center, and it's had a significant influence in my life. 911, where's your emergency? Ma'am, ma'am, I don't, I don't know. I think I just hit someone. Okay, can you clarify for me? Did you hit another person in a vehicle or did you hit a pedestrian? I think I hit a pedestrian. Somebody was walking on the highway. Okay, well, what highway are you on? I'm on Highway 70. I was headed eastbound. I said, okay. I got her location. I asked her to pull over onto the side of the road, which she did. She gave me her vehicle description, her name, her phone number, gave me everything that I needed. She asked, should she go back and check on the subject that she may or may not have hit? And I told her, no, she needed to stay in in her vehicle because that way she stays safe. I don't need a second person walking on the side of the roadway. She's getting upset and I'm trying to calm her down. I keep my voice very calm for her. Other phone calls are coming in to 911. I asked her to stay in her vehicle because I had to answer more 911 calls. She understood and she stayed in her vehicle. I disconnected my call with her. I start answering more 911 calls. They're coming in like wildfire. I received a call from a man who said, I just hit a person on the highway. I verified his location, his vehicle description, got him pulled over. We're letting our officers know that Not only has this person that was on the highway struck the first time, but they've been struck again. And my partner signals me and puts up three fingers. Apparently that person was hit a third time. We've got all the striking vehicles pulled over to the side. We have all the witness vehicles pulled over to the side. Officers, ambulance, fire department are all en route. This call, like I said, had a significant 
impact on me because I took that initial call from the young lady who, who was the first to strike her. And then to find out that the body had been hit, not just the one time, but two more times after that, I couldn't imagine what my officers were walking into when they got out on the highway. The highway was shut down. Ambulance was on scene, although they weren't needed. No one could survive being struck by three vehicles on the highway. As you can imagine, after listening to all these stories, all that's left on the highway is devastation. The resolution. 911 calls come in. Location acquired. Find out the nature of the call. All first responders sent. Help arrives. What should a citizen do if this happens to you? Well, I hope this never happens to you. But if it does, or you're a witness to something like this, I will ask that you try and remain calm. If you can remain calm, that's great. But understandably, this would be an adrenaline-pumping, very scary incident. I would ask that you immediately pull your vehicle over to the shoulder of the roadway, a safe distance from traffic, so that an officer will be able to make contact with you. Call 911. Now, what's the first thing we're going to ask you? Say it with me. Location, location, location. We need to know exactly where you're located. If you're on the highway, what direction are you traveling? North, south, east, or west? If you can tell the dispatcher what city you're heading towards, that'll help them know exactly where you're located. If you can see a mile marker, even better. We're going to ask for your name and your callback number, just in case the call drops and we have to call you back. We're going to need to know if there's any injuries to yourself or the victim where the victim's located, how you're involved, or if you're just a witness, and description of any other vehicles that may have been involved. Some people are going to have all of that information. Some are just going to have some of it, and that's okay. We just want to make sure that we get everything we can from you so that we can have the correct first responders responding to the scene. What I learned as a dispatcher. Well, the number one lesson I learned was not to walk across a busy highway. I hope you learned that too. Remember how powerful everything is around a highway. The vehicles, the trucks, the just it, when you're driving on the highway and a semi truck passes you, do you feel how it pulls you in because they're going so much faster? That's the power of the highway. Just be careful. If you happen to find yourself in a situation where you need to walk along a highway, go as far away from the roadway as you possibly can if you're walking to get help at a gas station or whatever. Best case is to stay, again, on the grassy area next to the highway and call for help and let them come and help you. Don't walk on the highway if you don't have to. There is nothing on the highway that can't kill you. Another lesson I learned in taking calls when things like this happen on the highway is that I need to remain calm because I know my callers are not going to be. Like we said earlier, the adrenaline is pumping and it's a scary situation and so much is going on that the calmer I am, the calmer my caller becomes. 
And that helps so much. I also learned not to stack questions. That's something that they teach you in Dispatch 101. Don't stack questions. And what that means is, I'm not going to say, okay, thanks for calling. I need your name, phone number, where you're at, what color your car is, what year it is, because the caller is, is too scattered to think of that. I need to give one question at a time. And this is something that I employ every single phone call I take, whether it's a, a crazy, gruesome highway accident or someone just calling in to ask questions about a peace disturbance. The legacy. I'm always in the moment with each of my callers. I'm focused on getting all the information and getting the right kind of help to them quickly. Afterwards, I think about what happened and how it would have affected me had I been the one that was behind the wheel that struck somebody or what I would have felt like had I witnessed this happen. And taking it just a step further for my officers that responded to the scene and the other first responders for that matter, what they're seeing out there. Can you imagine what they would have seen after a person was hit by three different vehicles? All of this makes me more diligent when I'm driving the highways. I watch for people who are walking on the side of the road. While it's not illegal to do so, it is concerning when some people walk too close to traffic. I've carried all of these calls with me. That last young lady that I talked about, I'm never going to forget her voice. I'm never going to forget how she sounded after she just hit a person on the highway. For that call, the fire department held a debriefing. And what debriefing is, is where the first responders get together and they talk about the whole incident from the first phone call that would have been me taking all the way to the aftermath of having to do the cleanup on the highway. And we discuss what part everyone played, how well everything went, or what could have been done better. I was invited to that debriefing because I was the dispatcher that took the initial call. And why that's important to say is because up until recently, dispatchers weren't included on most of the debriefings. It was always just the officers, firefighters, and EMS workers that were called in to be debriefed because they're on scene. They saw what happened. It was recently that they realized that we're hearing the anguish on the phone when the callers call 911. Everywhere now, dispatchers are included in the debriefings with the first responders. And that's great for us because it helps us know how to deal with the emotions after the fact. Have you ever found yourself walking along a highway? Tell me about that experience and why you were doing it. Head over to my website at digitallydispatch.com, fill out the quick web form, and tell me what you think. Dispatcher Nuggets of Knowledge Pedestrians must walk against traffic if there's no sidewalk present. Bicyclists ride with traffic. What if you rollerblade? Well, the skaters get their choice. I'm guessing if you go pretty quickly when you're rollerblading, you might want to roll with traffic. But if you're a newbie, go against traffic. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, 
you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa, and you have been digitally dispatched.